Attention architects and creative minds, get ready to supercharge your brand with Build Your Brand, the podcast that's unlocking the secrets of branding success for creatives. Hey there, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my friend, architect marketing expert, Jeff Eccles at Build Your Brand Podcast, where he explores the captivating stories of the world's top brands and transforms their lessons into powerful moves for small firm architects and creatives like you. In season one, Jeff shares the thrilling tale of Southwest Airlines, where he dissects their journey to the summit and distills it into strategies tailor-made for you. It's important to keep in mind that companies like Southwest compete in the real world, just like you, and face real-world challenges, just like you. You might be surprised at how similar those challenges are to the struggles that you grapple with on a day-to-day basis. Don't miss out on your blueprint for success. Subscribe, tune in, and let's build your brand together. You may have noticed that the very best brands in the world are also known for having somewhat unique corporate cultures. That's often the glue that holds everything together when they encounter those rough spots. We don't do it because it inconveniences the passengers to whom we are primarily dedicated, the short haul, uh, frequent flyer. Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Your Brand today. Remember, no matter the size, the journey's the same. Your brand's journey to the top starts here. Entree Architect community, welcome to the backstage area of Context and Clarity. Every Thursday afternoon on Context and Clarity Live, Catherine McPhail and I and our live audiences that are joining us from all across the internet, we get to talk to a special guest to search for clarity around the things that matter most to you, the architect, no matter what your context is. You may be the employee of a firm that's dreaming of doing your own thing. Or you may have had your own firm for a year or 10 years or 20 years, and you're starting to rethink or reimagine what that firm could or maybe even should be. Every week, we cover topics that fall under the broad umbrella of the business of architecture. And they're all the need-to-know topics for the success of entrepreneur architects just like you. If we've never met before, my name is Jeff Eccles, and what you're about to listen to is the audio recording of a conversation that my co-host Catherine McPhail and I had to break down this week's Context and Clarity live conversation. So thanks for joining us as we share our biggest takeaways and look for ways to apply what we heard in the Context and Clarity live conversation to our own businesses. In this episode of the Context and Clarity podcast, we talk about the Entree Architect Network Business Summit. We talk about the pros and cons of podcasting for architects, and we talk with Leo McLeod. We break down our takeaways from the Entree Architect Network Business Summit and presentations by Shannon Lee from Win Without Pitching on the three-option, one-page proposal from Demetrius Lynch, the creative director of Gable Media, also the host of the Spaces podcast, and Demetrius talked about the business case for architects creating podcasts. And as Catherine and I are podcasters ourselves, we really got into this one. Then all three co-hosts of the She Builds podcast 
tell their favorite stories of women in architecture. And finally, Gene Cohn, the founder and chairman of KPF, Cohn Pedersen Fox, talks about the history of KPF and his experience as an architect. We talk about all of that in relation to the Entree Architect Network Business Summit. And then we recap our Context and Clarity live conversation with Leo McLeod, coach, trainer, pie maker, ukulele player, and author of From the Ground Up, stories and lessons from architects and engineers who learned to be leaders. Before we get into it, though, in case you're new around here, welcome to the Context and Clarity podcast. And if you are new around here, let me give you a quick rundown of what goes on around here. First of all, every weekday morning, we kick Context and Clarity off with what we call our coffee talk at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Clubhouse app. It's an hour where you can speak. Clubhouse is a voice-only social app where we hear your voice, but we don't see you. There's no posting of anything. It's just conversations. And I think it's a really cool way to connect. Just look for the Context and Clarity Club on the Clubhouse app. Then at 4 p.m. Eastern every weekday afternoon, the Entree Architect Community Facebook group is where we have our Context and Clarity conversations. It's the original hour-long Context and Clarity conversation. So those are the two places clubhouse and in the afternoon in the Facebook group where every day architects just like you gather to dig into the topic of the day. You can ask questions and you can answer questions, can share your experience. You can really bring your experience and your curiosity to conversations about the business of architecture. And that, of course, brings us back here where we recap Context and Clarity Live. That's the live stream interview show that goes out to Facebook, to LinkedIn, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube every Thursday afternoon. So in addition to everything else I've mentioned, here on the podcast, we'll continue to give you our hot takes on those interviews, the Context and Clarity Live interviews. And in this episode, Catherine and I will share our takeaways from our Context and Clarity Live interview with Leo McLeod, author of From the Ground Up. Stories and lessons from architects and engineers who learned to be leaders. As I said, Catherine McPhail joined me for both the Context and Clarity Live conversation with Leo and also for this episode of the podcast. Catherine is an architect and a podcaster in Fairhaven, Massachusetts. In addition to Context and Clarity, Catherine hosts Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven, and she's the CEO of Demios Architects. All right, I'm looking forward to giving you a bigger view of what's going on in the world of Entree Architect. So let's go backstage and listen in as Catherine and I talk about a week of context and clarity about the Entree Architect Network Business Summit and our conversation with Leo McLeod, coach, trainer, pie maker, ukulele player, and author of From the Ground Up, Stories and lessons from architects and engineers who learn to be leaders. So this week on Context and Clarity Live, we talked with Leo McLeod, who is a trainer and a coach and a pie maker and a ukulele player. Uh, we talked with Leo about leadership development and helping 
emerging leaders develop skills, uh, leadership and not, or not. Another thing that we that happened inside of the Entree Architect community, inside the Entree Architect network this week was the very first Entree Architect Network Business Summit. Half a day on Friday from, from noon until five, we had a whole lineup of speakers. It started out with Shannon Lee, managing principal from Win Without Pitching. She talked about her three-option, one-page proposal. And then we went from Shannon Lee to Demetrius Lynch, who is an architect in Los Angeles, also the creative director at Gable Media, and he's the host of the Spaces podcast. Demetrius talked about the business case for podcasting. After Demetrius, we had all three co-hosts of the She Builds podcast, Norjury Rivas, Jessica Rogers, and Lizzie Rar, the three co-hosts of the She Builds podcast. They told us a few stories of some of their favorite women in the built environment. Really, really fun, really interesting podcast they have at She Builds. And then to wrap it up after the She Builds podcast, Gene Cohn, founder and chairman of KPF, Cohn Pedersen Fox, who, if you have not heard this story before, Gene Cohn was at Mark Arlapage. Mark is the founder of Entree Architect. When Mark was in school at Roger Williams University, Gene Cohn came as one of the guest speakers. And his talk inspired Mark so much that that became the impetus for st- years later starting Entree Architect. So it was fantastic to hear uh, Gene Cohn speak, tell the story of of uh, Cohn Pedersen Fox, and and uh, give give some of his own uh, some of his own story. Uh, I think Gene's ninety two years old, so it was it's interesting to hear Gene and KPF's story. But having you know running through that lineup, Catherine, that was a lot. I mean, it was half day, but it was it was a very full half day. What was your favorite part? I actually, you know, believe it or not, I like the whole thing. Someone else said they thought they were going to maybe take a nap, but they didn't because they were so interested, you know, throughout the whole day that I I really love the presentation at the end because I could tell that he had a, uh, he has a good sense of humor, which I always like to see what these people are really like. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, his work was beautiful and inspiring. I don't know how he gets such big projects. It's a totally different world than what I live in. And obviously he has a huge firm and everything. So it was really interesting to hear that. Also, the She Podcast is a podcast. I mean, She Builds is a podcast that I enjoy because it it does talk about women I haven't ever heard of in uh, that are related to the built environment. Yeah. So during that one, I was wondering, what if we had only learned about women in construction and never any men? You can't even imagine that because that's ridiculous, right? But what if we hadn't? I hadn't. I mean, I'd heard of maybe two women like Eileen Gray and Julia Morgan. Without going too far off the deep end here, I think that's the point. You know, for anybody that says, oh, why, you know, why anybody that objects to diversity, equity, and inclusion, you know, well, why why should we be highlighting this? Why should we be spending, uh, you know, giving them extra time or something like that? It's like, this is not about extra time at all. The, the way that you just phrased it, the, the way that you just posed it is exactly right. What if we had only heard about or 99.9% of what we heard about were women rather than men. Women's contributions to architecture, construction, 
design of whatever, if you're that person that says, why should we give extra time, right? Flip it around, flip it around and ask that exact question that you did, that you just did. And all of a sudden, hopefully that's a drastic change of, of perspective, obviously, but hopefully that answers the question too. You also said it, it's these stories that, that we've never heard most of us, you know, in my school, I said the same thing, you know, when we, when we had the color of law as our book club book, you know, amazing to go through that book and hear about all the things that I didn't learn about. Yes. It's always amazing. Obviously you can't learn about everything, but that so much is left out about minorities or women, or it's just the breadth that we could have in front of us. It's amazing. Anyway. Yeah. So I like that part. I like those women. They tell great stories. It's uh, interesting. So it's a podcast I like to listen to. And uh, Demetrius talking about how architects can have their own podcast. I thought that was interesting. I don't, I mean, I have a different podcast from, from this one, of course, and I've been doing it about a little over three years now. And it takes a lot of time, honestly. And it's hard to, it's just a totally different thing than than the architectural work I do. So it's it's distracting from that. I don't know that I'd recommend it from for everybody. Being on other people's podcasts might be a good idea. And you can put a link to that on your own website to the other person's podcast. You know, if you're going to put it out every week, it's it's probably about 12 hours a week. I mean, the way that I would frame it is consider that podcast as your marketing budget or a large part of your marketing budget or, you know, whatever. And so how much, how much should you have in your marketing budget? And if the answer is, well, 12 or 15 hours a week or whatever that equates to, then, okay, well, maybe this starts to make sense. But I think the other question too is about skill set. You know, does this match up with your skill set? Because I think that's, that's going to be anybody's objection. Oh, I don't like to hear my voice. I don't like to, um, I, you know, I have no interest in recording my voice or recording a podcast or interviewing people or, you know, whatever it is. And I, I think if you hear the idea, right, well, what you could have a podcast and you go, yeah, I'm not interested, then <laughs> I would say pass it by and keep going. I think it can be a fantastic tool. I think it can be a fantastic marketing, uh, a, a marketing tool, marketing effort, but I agree it's. I don't think it's for everybody. It does it does take a lot of work, but on the flip side of that, you know, and Demetrius shared one of his own case studies, the bakery that he did and uh, I that that was that's a fascinating case study. He talked about the bakery that he designed, interviewed the client, he interviewed the contractor, and so right there he's talking about it, he's telling the story of it, he's getting a testimonial from his uh, his client, he's getting social proof from his client. He's getting a testimonial from the contractor. All of that. I mean, that's really, really powerful stuff. So I, I think there's a huge upside to it. But it's like anything else. Yes, yeah, like you have to put that content out. Let's say every week, or you have to be consistent with how often you say you're going to do it. So I started off going every two weeks, and every week, every week goes by very quickly. So. Someone had told me when I started that I should write out a year's worth of content subjects. 
that I was thinking of doing. And if I couldn't do that, then maybe I should do a different format. And also you could do a, you could just do a intentionally do an eight part podcast or something like that. And then that's what you have. And so it doesn't have to be going on forever. And it also, in order for it to be marketing, it really needs to relate to what you do for work. I think that's a really good point, right? With Demetrius's case study and the the uh, uh, bakery, uh, that's perfect. And one of the things that came from that, as Demetrius said, was another bakery client. And so, if you're trying to get, you know, this type of client, and you know, giving those type of of examples can be can re- be really powerful. You mentioned you could be a guest on other people's podcasts, which I think is is also, to me, that's viable. I mean, I know, I mean, Demetrius is, is obviously encouraging people to, to start their own, but I think guesting on other people's is is viable. But I think you have to have the same strategy in place, right? What, who are my ideal clients, and what podcasts are they listening to? Because those are the ones I need to be on, right? That's that's the the exposure I need. So maybe, maybe the lesson there is no matter what you do, you need to be strategic about it and how you're going to reach your clients. Because there's also the whole idea of marketing the podcast. So not only is that podcast maybe marketing for your firm, but then you need to figure out how to get people to listen, or is it just on your website so that when people come to visit your website, they also then listen to your podcast? Cause that might be all you need and you don't, want to make any money doing it and don't need to have sponsors. And there's a lot of other, it could be a full-time job. And for a lot of people, it is a full-time job. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, that's a good distinction too. I mean, it's, are you trying to make money on the podcast, meaning sponsors, that type of thing? That's, that's a completely different animal than I'm doing this to share my thought leadership, to share case studies, to connect with ideal clients to to quote unquote monetize it in that way, right? And and I think, you know, if you were to analyze that for a minute and say, okay, well, what would it take for me to record this podcast and market it and grow it to the point that I've I'm, you know, I've got sponsors and I'm getting enough sponsorship. Let's just use a ten thousand dollars as a number. You know, what would it take for me to record a podcast, produce it, get it out there, market it? get $10,000 worth of sponsorship versus record a podcast that's aimed at my ideal clients that helps me land $10,000 worth of fees. Right. That's a lot easier. You could have a listener, an, an audience of, you know, 10 people theoretically at that point. That's all you need because if someone's going to hire you based on what expertise you're displaying in your podcast and that's that was its whole goal, you know? So that makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, I'll say from my point of view on the, the build your brand podcast, I have had people come to me for marketing and branding work because they listen to that podcast. And so, you know, what's the ROI of that? I, you know, it's, it's pretty darn high when, when you say, Oh, here's a client, here's a client, here's a client that I'll listen to this podcast and, and sign my proposal for X amount of dollars that's a really high ROI versus trying to get sponsorship. That's a hard road. There's so many, there are millions of podcasts, like 3 million maybe now. I don't know how many. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the number is, but it's funny because I, as I flip through Instagram, because you and I both have multiple podcasts, maybe you're, 
yours is the same way, but I get tons of ads on Instagram for people guaranteeing. I just saw one this morning. I guarantee you'll get 10,000 new uh, podcast listeners per month. I don't even know what they're selling, but I go, it's like, okay, you're guaranteeing 10,000. You know, what if I talk about worm farming? Seriously, you're going to guarantee worm farming. I'd listen to it if you did a podcast on worm farming. <laughs> so, I don't know why that was the first thing that popped in my head. I don't know head. either, but worm <laughs> composting is pretty interesting. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's a lot of people selling selling that kind of... Uh, Follower. They're selling followers a lot for that. And they are. Don't fall for it. Yeah, I, I, I will not fall for that. Uh, bots don't help. So, you know, in this case, we're looking for small firm architects who might be interested. So this podcast then is available to people who would be looking for a group of people to be a community to join, I guess, basically. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good example, right? Who, who do we hope would listen to this podcast? Well, as you said, small firm architects from around the world, it's, you know, fairly niche, but broad because it's around the world. And what do we ultimately want to expose them to? Well, the things that go on in the entre architect community and ultimately the entre architect network, which is a paid network, but it's a it's a place where our goal is to uh, connect one hundred thousand architects so that we can support each other and so that we can bring the bring to bear the 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 weight or leverage a hundred thousand architects on things that matter too small for architects. And it may be, hey, you know, wouldn't it be great if the software had these features that really work for our types of projects? We, If you've got 100,000 people in a network, you can go to an Autodesk and say, hey, there's 100,000 architects that are saying we need this feature or insurance premiums or, um, or take it a different direction. 100,000 architects focusing on housing and security or, you know, something else, right? Just again, the things that, that matter. And so I know my perspective has changed. My perspective on the profession, I guess you could say has changed since getting involved with Entree Architect because it's much less of like, you're my competition and I just don't want to talk to you or tell you anything about what I'm doing. I didn't really feel that way, but a lot of other people I think did. Yeah. And so this is much more, it's just a totally different thing where friends, I have friends now all over the country who do work that is not mostly the same as what I do anyway. So I don't have to be afraid of every architect I meet, like they're going to take my work from me, you know? So it's a different thing. And I, I really think it's very valuable and it's changed my my life, I guess, since I spend so much time working. I think that's what's interesting too about the business summit is, and, and I haven't looked at the numbers, but I, you know, we had quite a few people registered for the business summit that, you know, they think about that for a minute. It's like, okay, I'm going to take half a day to show up online to listen to these speakers. And then we wrapped it up with context and clarity at the end where basically we just, yeah, what are your takeaways? And we discussed takeaways and ways that you're going to apply what you learned. And there, like you said, there are people from all over the country, uh, all over the United States. I don't remember if we had any international uh, any architects join us from outside of the U.S., but I know there were people there that do residential work. There were people there that do school work, you know, um, commercial, other all types, and they're learning about marketing. They're learning about architecture history that she builds. They're learning how to propose services in 
a more efficient and effective way potentially. And then they're, they're getting, they're getting to talk to um, via, via the comments and, you know, the live conversation, they're getting to talk to Gene Cohn, you know, one of the, one of the historical luminaries, at least of our, right, of our generation, I would say. Like I said, he, he one of his slides was of the 333 building in, in Chicago, which a lot of, if you went to school, I would say from like the mid 80s to the mid 90s, 333 was probably a point of discussion at some point in some class while you were in school. And one of the things I told Gene was my first job out of school in Chicago, the view I had out our window was out the Chicago River, I guess is is the proper way to say that. And looking straight down the river towards Lake Michigan, there's 333 all day, every day. That's what I saw. And it's, it's a gorgeous building. Yeah. I mean, it's that, you know, and having, having the opportunity to listen to this architect that's 92 years old, who still remembers the detail. He remembers details that I wouldn't remember. That's pretty amazing and, and inspiring. And so, you know, it was, it was nice to hear that a lot of people had, you know, Hey, I, you know, I thought I would, like you said, somebody's somebody mentioned that. I thought I would, would like doze off partway through this and said, had me on the edge of my seat all the way through this because the different speakers and different topics. And that's, that's what it's all about. It's bringing people together, no matter what you're, what you do, how you do it, how you want to do it. Say, Hey, what can you learn from this? Here's, here's a lot of resources over the course of half a day. What are you going to yeah, do? And we also have so much in common in that we have the same challenges. And one thing I got out of Dean Cohn's talk, which is going to sound strange, maybe not surprisingly, is that he was sitting, seemed to be sitting in his dining room in his house. So to me, I was saying a person who's a, a person like any other person who has a dining room sitting in his dining room talking about his amazing, amazing work. So the people who do this amazing work are just people who have shoes. They have dining rooms. They have, you know, they're not mythical creatures. They're actual people. So that's, you know, he did it. And he did this great, beautiful work, or they did, you know, you know what I mean? It just kind of makes it seem more like real and possible to do. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it that way, but I think that's a really great point is you might, you might think of a Gene Cone or, you know, pick your, or, or any Stark Frank attack Gary or, someone. or yeah. yeah, and anybody like that and go, Oh my gosh, well, they're, they're, they're different. And yeah, I mean, in, in some sense they are different. They have a, probably have a different experience than you do, et cetera. But you're exactly right. Gene Cohn has a dining room. He was sitting in his dining room or office or wherever he was. And, you know, obviously from his home, talking to us about, you know, the storied history of, of KPF. And that, that when you frame it that way, that is, that's more amazing than I had considered. It was interesting too, that he had so, uh, such a traditional window behind him with the, um, the diamond pane window, uh, transom type windows. Anyway, I just love that. I just love, love that we could hear about from, I guess you might call them important architects who are just coming down to the same, like, Hey, here's my work. I don't know. It's just, it's just, um, kind of heartwarming. Yeah, it is. I, you know, I think anytime we can do that. And another thing that I do is I host the morning mindset 
conversation inside the Entre Architect Network. And one of the things that those mindset conversations seem to come back to quite often is the is the fact that when we celebrate our successes, right? And you know, some of us may say, "Oh, you know, I'm I'm too modest. I don't want to. I don't want to brag about this, that, or the other." And I totally get that, and I appreciate that, right? I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody likes a braggart, but well, apparently some people do, but a lot of people don't like braggarts, and so that's not what we're asking for. But what we want to do, number one, is when you accomplish something, is we want to celebrate with you and congratulate you on that. But I think even more important than that is for somebody else to be able to see what you've done. And for us to be able to look at Gene Cohn and 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 all Gene is obviously one person in a very large firm, but but be able to look at somebody else and go, oh my gosh, this thing that I was thinking about, or this thing that I was working about, or this dream that I had, or or this thing that I'm struggling with, you know, the 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 dream's not that crazy. I'm not the only one that's struggling with this. There are other people. And so that that's one thing you really get out of community and out of out of a network like Entree Architect is exposure to other people that are going through the same things. Maybe they're uh, two steps ahead of you, right? And and that's the encouragement. Wow, I mean this this is how they got there, and they're that's where they are. I can I can do that. I can follow those steps, and I can I can get there. It's encouraging, and I I see that all day every day in this in this network. Yeah. And also on Context and Clarity Live, when we interview people, you know, like Leo McLeod this week, he has a lot of wise advice for people who are becoming leaders and and a lot, but he's also a person. He's also a regular person. Like we're all just regular people. And I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that, Jeff. I just mean, it's just kind of refreshing or fun to meet people who have read books that I have enjoyed. And then it turns out that they're good people that I would like to know just as a person because we're all just people it seems like oh I can't do that because I'm not famous or I'm not whatever whatever but everybody's the same not everybody's the same but well they're they're not but when one of the things that I enjoy when we like you said when we talk to all these people in context and clarity live and I really enjoyed this with with Leo was getting to know the human being and it concerns me sometimes I go through it, as you know, I go through, it's like, okay, what's, what's the opening question? What's the right way to start these conversations? And so I, I look at people that I think are really good interviewers. And, and one of the, one of the people that um, I've studied and listened to a lot is Debbie Millman and Debbie Millman, who's the host of the design matters podcast you know, one of the things that she does is she goes very personal right out of the gate, you know, a personal, like human question. I don't mean like invasive, but I wanted to open with Leo because right there on his website, his tagline is like training, coaching and pie. He, he makes pies and he's got a story about making pies. And then somewhere else on his website, it talks, he talks about playing the ukulele. And so that's where I wanted to go at the beginning of of that conversation. So we spent a good amount of time talking about pies and ukuleles and, and things like that. And then eventually tying that back. What's this have to do with leadership development? What's this have to do with, with uh, training people, emerging professionals and others to 
grow their skill sets and and their their soft skills and and become leaders and and progress on this journey between from doer to marketer to seller to leader. I think making that human connection, at least for me, that really helps. Really puts helps put it in perspective, I guess. Well, I hope I don't ruin it by just jumping on during the sound check and asking some completely random. I often bring up something completely random about them that I'm wondering. Well, I I think that also puts them at ease, right? You know, what's that going to be like? I mean, so you've been on other people's podcasts, right? Mm -hmm. Been interviewed on other people's podcasts. I try to do that as much as I can. And I'm always wondering. Sometimes we know those hosts pretty well. And and a lot of times, what's this interview going to be like? Even though I've, I've listened to some of their interviews, you know, what's this person going to be like? How are we going to develop very quickly develop this relationship and this cadence and all those things that are important for good conversations. And I think, you know, coming in really loose and, and light, you know, and fun. I I think that puts most people at ease. Yeah. Maybe that's why we talk about candy too. It is. That's one of the great things about what we do, I think, is that bringing these people, these people, not just their work, but the people. Right. The human being. To the people. We're bringing the people to the people. No, I don't. It's um, it's a good addition to the whole context and clarity uh, suite. Yeah, I, I really do think it is. And it's, uh, I enjoy these conversations a lot. I mean, I enjoy talking to Leo and and digging into things like, hey, you know, you're talking about so a lot of times you're working with larger firms. But what about these smaller firms, right? You, you've got this diagram on your website that that shows the progression through a career that goes doer, doer, manager, seller, trainer. And, you know, I said, I, I think the experience of a lot of our community is that they work somewhere. They do, right. You do the drafting, you pick up the red lines, you, you know, all those tasks that you have as a, as a young uh, intern or learning to be an architect that, you know, before your license, maybe you move up into project management in, in that firm. And, and that might be your jumping off point. I think for a lot of people, it is. They go project manager. I'm going to go out. I'm going to, I'm going to do my own thing. Not everybody, but I think that's fairly common. And then that that presents this gap, right? Between you know this idea, you go from from doer to manager to to seller to leader. Well, you didn't get the seller or leader at that firm. If that's where you jumped out on your own, how do you learn that? And so Leo, you know, Leo took it in that direction. The bigger question is for going out on their own is it's a root awakening of what it really requires to run a business and, and um, the complexity of that. I just been reading Mark Zweig's book, Confessions of an Entrepreneur, plug, Mark, plug. <laughs> no, it's very good. It's very good because it's not just about architectural firms. It's about running any business. And it just, here's really what's, here's what's involved in doing it. But there's so much to... Running a business, people don't understand that. I think is the big root opening and awakening. And, and I would actually, I think that's a great book for people to kind of look at. You know, the, one of the things that he kind of talked about, I'm just kind of not really specifically going in any direction here, just things that occurred to me is that he really talked about the value of having kind of an old book policy with employees. Like, let me let me show you. Let me open up the books. Let me show you where the money is. Not specifically like. What Jeff is making, what Catherine's making, but this is the salary bucket, right? And this is this is our rent, and this is our, 
utility in this is these are the this, this is all the stuff that's going up this is what's coming in this is what's going out here's how much i'm getting and, and um you know mark talks about the value of doing that and i think that's that's really a smart move uh, and i think it's, no matter where you're at in a firm if you're let's say you're at a firm it's small it's medium it's large i mean i think it's really powerful to just um start instituting or having a conversation amongst senior management saying hey what do you think about opening your books and showing people because you know the big thing these days is that people want transparency right, right? they don't want games they want to work for firms that, that have good values that are trying to do the right thing and and a part of that is be transparent i think being able to talk to these experts like leo and Ken Coleman the week before and, and so on and, and say, okay, great. You've got this book. This is what you do. How does this apply to someone that's getting ready to go out on their own or someone that just went out on their own or someone that's been out on their own for 30 years and is still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Won't mention any names. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody. It's true. And that is another thing that you find out after you meet a whole bunch of people who have similar experience that we're not, People are still reinventing themselves or figuring stuff out or figuring out how to make sales, how to write proposals, the whole thing. It's never it's never finished. It's never done. In my experience, the entre architect community and firms that I've consulted with and you know, the whole the whole gamut, a lot of times we see somebody or see a firm and go, Oh, they you know, they've got it figured out. They're really doing it. The vast majority of those firms, you know, you're looking at them in a certain context. Maybe it's a design context. Maybe it's a building their culture context. Maybe it's being profitable. Maybe it's, you know, the niche that they've developed or whatever. You're looking at them in, in that context and you see that little sliver of success, right? Oh, you know, they, they really have figured out how to, how to build this niche in this area, et cetera. And they would agree with you. Yeah, I've we've figured out how to how to build this niche, but we're really struggling figuring out the the accounting side of it, or really f- struggling figuring out the the workflow process in this new software or something like that. I think that's one of the things that we all need to realize as we see this thing, we see this this certain view, we don't see the whole view, and that's in my experience, there are a ton of people, and I think this is also encouraging and maybe in a strange way it's like you see somebody that you think has it figured out they've got that they've got that part figured out but they may be struggling with something that you've got figured out and we can help each other yeah yeah we can we can share our strengths with other people yep which we can't do unless we know them exactly it's also you know instagram you look on someone's instagram feed you they're carefully curating their image so you never know what they might be struggling with, like you say. Yeah, we're we're in that age, right? And I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole, but I, that's one of the dangers of where we are. And I would say, especially, especially for young people, right? They see these curated views of 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 men, of women, of of whatever, and it's like, come on, you know that that is a um, that is a rented Lamborghini, or that is. You know, they're, they're saying this and, and this is what they're presenting. But as you said, that's completely curated. You have no idea the tears that were shed after that that shot or 
you know, whatever, whatever's going on. And I, I think, you know, that that's, that's unfortunately the reality of where we are. We need to be conscious of that and also apply it to where we are in our business lives. Some of it is just, is naturally curated, not, not somebody that's trying to, um, uh, try to co- trying to cover anything up or or be um, I don't know what the word is that I'm I'm looking for, but not not trying to be disingenuous about it. But they're they're putting their best foot forward. Yeah, as most of us would. Yeah. Well, it was uh, if you want to if you want to know more about or or hear the full conversation with Leo McLeod, and again, I would I would encourage you to do that. Leo is he is a trainer and he is a coach and he works on leadership development and emerging professionals, emerging skills. He's the author of From the Ground Up, Stories and Lessons from Architects and Engineers Who Learn to Be Leaders. And he is the co-author of the upcoming, and this is is one that I like, (laughs) Coaching and Mentoring for Dummies. (laughs) He's also a pie maker and a ukulele player. But if you want to hear that full conversation, go over to YouTube, to the Entree Architect YouTube channel, and there's a playlist there for all of the context and clarity conversations. You can find the full conversation with Leo. You just get a snippet of it here. Um, and and Catherine and, and my uh, conversations about all the other things that are going on around here. And if you're part of the Entree Architect Network and you missed the business summit, just go over to the network, network.entrearchitect.com. Just go log in and the recording of the summit is there. You, can, you won't get the, the CEUs if you weren't there live. The five non-HSW CEUs for the summit, that boat has sailed. But if you want to listen to any or all of the sessions, you can go over and, and get the recording there. If you're not part of the network, again, go to network.entrearchitect.com and join us. Invest a little bit of time, invest a little bit of money, and find people to connect with to network with in a very literal sense, to collaborate with, to learn from, to mentor all of those things. Um, there's it's a there's a good thing going on over there. Network.entrearchitect.com is where you can find more information about that. And as usual, we really appreciate you listening, sharing these episodes. The more you share, the more you listen, the more you give us ratings and comments and those types of things the more it helps other architects like you find the show and find this information. And that's, that's the goal here is to help small firm architects around the world to build better businesses and to build, to be able to practice the way that you want to practice. Ultimately, that's, that's what we know you're trying to do. So thanks for listening, Catherine, as always, thanks for co-hosting with me, both this conversation and the conversation with Leo. Anytime. My encouragement to everybody as always is please be well, stay safe, keep those around you safe and well, find a little bit of time to breathe, relax, uh, find someone, some way to rejuvenate because we do this every day and uh, you got to pace yourself. So thanks for going along the journey with us and we'll see you next week. All right. Well, now you know what we thought and what we're going to do with what we learned, but what did you think? What did we miss? I really hope that there was some big takeaway from either the Context and Clarity Live conversation or our breakdown here that will help you with your business. DM me on Instagram or Twitter and let me know what your takeaways are. You can find me on all the socials at at Jeff underscore Eccles. That's at J-E-F-F 
underscore E-C-H-O-L-S. So send me a message and let me know what your takeaway was. And if you want more conversations like this, subscribe to the Context and Clarity podcast where you're listening right now and leave us an honest review and a rating. Those things really do help us to get the message out and help more architects just like you. Oh, and also, now you can follow us on Instagram, as well as get a heads up on everything that's coming up. There, we're at context underscore clarity. In our next episode, Catherine and I will host Context and Clarity Live again with a new special guest and a new theme for the week. And we'll come right back here, backstage again, to break it all down for you again. There's always something new to look forward to. And if you love content like this, check out Gable Media. It's a multimedia network for people like you that care about the built environment. And it's the home of Context and Clarity. With Gable's growing family of podcasts and video channels, I know that you're going to find something there that interests you. You can learn more at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. And finally, if the topic of today's episode is of particular interest to you, and you'd like to dig deeper into it, then join me over in the Entree Architect Community Facebook group. That's where every weekday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern, I host Context and Clarity Conversations. And we take these topics, topics like this, and we dig deeper. We have a conversation in real time to try to find more clarity around the things that matter most to you. So thanks for listening. I hope our time together has inspired you to think about your community, your practice, and how you can support those around you. Catherine and I will be back for our next episode. And in the meantime, I hope you'll join me and the Entree Architect community on Facebook today at 4 p.m. Eastern so that we can help each other find more clarity around the topics that matter most, no matter what your context may be. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that <laughs> then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs>
right there, that guys. Oh the one God. that came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success.